Getting hip? There's a podcast for that, and you're listening to it. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one podcast about all things wedding-y. Save the Date is hosted by comedian, author, and all-around wedding lover, Alicia McCormack. It sure is, and I am she. Welcome to the show. I am delighted to have you with me today. This is episode number 74 of the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. I went through this morning and thought, when is it that I'm going to reach 100? I still haven't figured it out, but I will, and I'll report back soon. It's simple maths that I just can't be bothered doing. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Now, I did notice one thing I wanted to just start off the podcast by saying, if you are an iTunes listener or if you are new to the Save the Date Wedding podcast and perhaps you want to go right back to episode one, which I highly recommend you doing because I uh, none of the things that I speak about, unless you're listening in 35 years' time, and then I cannot guarantee everything is up to date – can't guarantee it. But if you're listening, I don't know, in 2017, I imagine that most of the things that I'm saying now in the year 2015 are completely relevant to what you're doing. And uh, I have lots of people write to me and say they sort of pick and choose and go back in the back catalogue and and listen to the bits that are interested. Some people are binge listening, which I absolutely love. I'm going to share a fantastic couple of tweets with you in a second about that very topic. But I just wanted to say uh, one thing I've noticed, if you are accessing iTunes um, on your desktop computer, like a lot of us do, then you will notice in the podcasting page, you can only see the past 20 episodes of the podcast. And this is super totes annoying because I've done a hell of a lot more than 20 episodes. And I know someone wrote to me and went, I've burned through your whole 20 episodes. And I was sort of saying to them, ah, what about the other 50 you've got to listen to? So I just wanted to say, if you do have a problem finding the other episodes, I'm just going to solve this problem right now. Problem solving machine, I am. You're going to go, if you're an iTunes listener, this is completely irrelevant to you if you're an Android person, go to your happy place just for one moment and I'll be right back. iPhones people, if you, are, I'm hoping you're subscribed to the podcast, then you wouldn't have this problem because you would basically go into the app and then you would look into the Save the Date podcast bit the section where you see the icon and then you you actually see a section called feed and if you click on the 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 feed button you'll see all of my past episodes that you've yet to download and uh it's really simple you just you can see this little eye next to them you hit it it downloads it's ready to go but i don't want you to think that there's only 20 episodes basically that is what i'm saying so hopefully i've explained that I'll do some screenshots perhaps to show you how to do that and upload them to the Save the Date podcast.com website so you are informed. I love hearing from you, as you very well know, and uh, especially the Twitter. I mean, Twitter's just great because you just get to the point straight away. Natalie Macento, uh, her username is nuttynat 88 she responded to a tweet. I sent out a, a little uh, a guide. I sent out some links to a guide about wedding planning, how to get your shit in gear. And she says, save the date, PC. Oh, I love this. She's very good. I have been engaged for 31 days, done most of the planning stuff. Am I crazy or just very well organized? Wedding date is August 2016. Natalie, look, you're amazing. There's no doubt about it. Well done you. I don't want you to stop listening to the podcast just because you're very efficient. I'm sure you'll learn. And you know, there's nothing wrong with smashing out 
a lot of the big jobs as soon as you get engaged if you know what you want. There's no need to rush into it though if you don't know what you want. Clearly Natalie knows what she was after. Her and her partner have booked stuff, paid stuff, locked it in and gee whiz, it feels good when you can just get that out of the way, especially the big ones like a venue caterer if that's not part of the venue booking uh, a celebrant is also very important. People always forget that. And also, I don't know, perhaps trying to figure out a budget, probably also very important. You do that before you start booking things and go crazy. Natalie's done very well. Also, uh, I've got a lovely, <laughs> I got a lovely tweet from a lady called, mm, well, I don't think this is her name, but her Twitter handle is Comrade M. And she says to me, uh, I listened for seven hours at work today. I don't know what I'll do once I'm caught up. Hashtag obsessed. I love you. Thank you so much. And uh, I mean, not even Rich listens to me for seven hours. So you get double brownie points for that. Thank you very much for your tweet. If you aren't following me on Twitter, it is at save the date PC, like politically correct, which I am not. I was pretty excited this week because Rich and I have invested in a bit of film gear, a bit of film equipment, because I am making these sort of new YouTube-y, Facebook-y videos about the podcast. So each week I've been recording the podcast and then also doing a little companion video. I don't want to keep saying little. I'm really belittling myself by saying little. Can you hear me? Um, <laughs> I only say that because I read an article this week about women using the word just I'm just a home, stay-at-home mum. Oh, I'm just working in an office. It's this idea that we attach this sentiment that it, we're less important. We're, and, and when I say, oh, I'm just doing a little bit of work, when in fact it's a shit ton of work doing a podcast, or it's just a little show, so I need to correct myself. I digress. We purchased some film gear, and I've set up, a green screen so I can film these videos in our lounge room. Uh, it's the magic of television, my people. And it's really exciting that we can sort of up the ante a little bit with, I did it again, up the ante a lot with <laughs> creating these videos to spread the word about Save the Date, but also to do a bit of the visual stuff that we can't obviously do on the podcast because it's an audio-only situation. So on Sunday, Rich and I set up the green screen. And when you do green screen, it's what you use in uh, video effects. It's how you can drop in a little screen behind you. It's what the news use. They sit in front of a screen usually like this. And you have to light the screen quite well for it to work. So we set it up in our sort of quite small London apartment lounge room. And uh, <laughs> we're pretty sure the people across the road probably thought we were about to make a porno or something because they're probably looking, going, there's a lot of lights, there's a green screen, there's a girl in sort of hair and makeup sitting there. It's not what you would normally see. And we live in quite a busy London, a built-up area in London where you can sort of see into other people's flats when you want to. And I hope that I have increased their and boosted their imagination about how exciting our lives are and that we perhaps are making something illicit here. And we're not, clearly. It's a wedding podcast video. Very, very silly stuff. I hope you uh, check out the Save the Date podcast Facebook page or YouTube page to see those videos. Also, I've been including them in my weekly newsletter to you. If you're a subscriber, you will be seeing them 
If you're not a subscriber, what are you waiting for? You mean you're missing out. Lots of fun things and you get a copy, a free copy of my book. Okay, it is Q&A Thursday. I've talked enough. Let's get to the questions. I've got so many. I am drowning in your wonderful questions, which is a wonderful place to drown. There's a little Fleetwood Mac in that for everyone. All right, let's hit it. Exactly. Pop over, have a visit, have a nice time. First letter this week comes from a lovely lady called Beverly. She says, hello, Alicia. I absolutely love your podcast. I found out about Save the Day a few days after my engagement, after searching for wedding planning in the iTunes Apple Store. Thank you for telling me that. I always wonder how you find me. It's it's a big mystery sometimes. She says, I've been binge listening at least two to three episodes a day. I'm looking forward to catching up with the new episodes. But I digress. My best girlfriend will be my maid of honor, but she lives six hours away. We've talked about Skyping when I try on dresses, etc. And we're starting to figure out when she can fly in for a visit. But realistically, she won't be around for a lot of the big events leading up to the wedding. On a semi-related note, my brother will be my bride's best man. Unfortunately, he is sick and not at 100%, so he'll be unable to help us out or participate in the big pre-wedding events too. These are the two most important people in my wedding party, and they mean the world to me. Do you have any tips on how I can include them in the process while still respecting their limitations? All the best, Beverly. And Beverly's from LA. She's from California. I'm sorry for doing the accent. I just love doing it. Well, Beverly, what you're saying here, it's it's fantastic that you are respecting their limitations from the get-go because often people do barrel into their wedding planning and expect everyone to fit around their schedule and what they want to do. And often it's just not realistic. Often people have family commitments. They have their own job commitments as well. Money can come into it. So when you are actually looking at it from their perspective and trying to work out a way that works for everyone. Well, hats off to you, Beverly, because I think you're further ahead than a lot of people and obviously a very conscientious and kind person. Now, one question I have for you is, I mean, your friend's six hours away and that sort of sucks in a way because you want people around you all the time to help you out. But also, if you have the benefit of time and pre-planning, then I believe you could schedule certain key events for your friend to come and visit prior to the wedding. Perhaps there's one weekend where you can set aside as a special weekend where you can share with her a fitting, whether it is the actual dress picking or a fitting event, and then go and have uh, you know, a mani-pedi or something like that with her. Share those sort of special moments together. Put aside the time to actually talk through what you're planning and 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 have that moment with her, whether she can be there for every event. And to be honest, I really struggle with brides that want to drag their all their bridesmaids and all their bridal party and all the extended others to every damn appointment they're going to. I mean, from me to you, they all don't care very much. They don't. They care about you and the event and being a part of it. But Perhaps they don't want to come on every shopping visit. You're going to go buy a bangle or some earrings. I don't know. Or your stockings for the day. Who wears stockings anymore? What century am I living in? (laughs) Or your spanks or something. We don't need to bring seven people along. So to be honest, Beverly, if you can schedule what is important to you to have her there on the day, think about what's really the moment that you want to share with her 
And yes, you can't sit there and have a glass of wine, but you can. You can do that over Skype. You can both agree at 7.30 on a Wednesday night, we're going to meet up. We're going to have some Cardinet or Chardonnay or whatever you're drinking and discuss seating plans. Or you're going to talk a little bit about the hens party or bachelorette. Yes, it's not the same as being in the same in the same room, but you work it out. Because as you said, you have to fit around, all of you have to fit around each other's schedules and priorities. And that doesn't mean that she doesn't prioritize you and your wedding and your friendship any higher or lower than anything else. But as you said, the tyranny of distance is the implications of the, the, the tyranny of distance, I suppose I'm saying, is that she can't be there for all of the the events but if you can work out perhaps a long weekend where you can cram a lot of stuff in that could be really special and work well for you too again when we're talking about your brother who isn't well you have to be very mindful i suppose of what the limitations are of his health and what he's available to do ultimately the best thing is that he's going to be there for you on the day and i love that you've chosen your brother as your best man I had my beautiful friend Dan as my best man. I didn't really care about the rules. We're very good friends and uh, I love him very much. And he did a cracking speech. He hung around with us in the morning and his his, um, girlfriend Jess was there as well. And we got ready together and there's some photos of us, which I will put on the blog of us dicking around being idiots really. But I couldn't have imagined the wedding morning without him being around. So I love that you've included your brother. Bridal parties, especially bridesmaids and all this sort of stuff, traditionally are women. And I just think, as my grandmother would say, bunk them. Really? Bunk that? Really? You just don't need to have all one sex. You could have all men for all well, I care. Do whatever you want. Make it, make it whatever you want. So Beverly, I really believe you are focusing in the right path with your mindfulness of everyone's availability and schedule but I know they want to be there for you and they'll do whatever they can to make it work too because they love you and they want to be a part of your big special time so be honest be open to communicating and also pitch pitch back a couple of weekends and say hey do you want to come and stay and we'll we'll or meet halfway somewhere if that's an option as well make a weekend of it meet in the middle of somewhere you've never been before and devote as much time of that weekend as you would like to talking about weddings, having a couple of cocktails and enjoying each other's company because that's really what it's all about. It's about sharing those moments that are really important to you in your life and they're the ones that you remember the most. So thank you so much, Beverly, for getting in touch. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening as well and taking the time out of your day to put, I was going to say pen to paper, finger to keyboard and asking after my advice. There'll be another question straight after this. It is 100% free. Absolutely correct. As is writing to me, as is downloading, actually, my free book, The Guide to Getting Hitched. Visit savethedatepodcast.com. Sign up to be a member of the Save the Date Wedding Podcast posse. Oh, was that dodgy or not? Who says that anymore? Posse. Um, posse, especially saying it like that. It sounds very posh. Join my posse. And uh, I will send you a copy of my book, The Save the Date Wedding Podcast, Guide to Getting Hitched, 155 Pages of Wedding Planning Goodness. It's packed, packed, jam-packed, full of wedding planning tips, hints, 
etc etc from me to you it is my gift for saying thank you for listening and being a part of the community sam wrote to me and she says hello and thank you for the show it's always entertaining and gets me thinking creatively about the hiccups encountered when balancing the seriousness of the day with the fun loving side of it hey sam before i read the rest of your letter thank you because that is exactly my whole message of this podcast. It's saying, hey, have a great time. But remember this, this sort of bit where you're saying you're going to hook up with this person and hopefully stay with them for quite a long time, if not for revs. Uh, but also don't take it too seriously. It's just a party. There it is. Sam says, I've been thinking for a while and can't get a whole lot of clarity on a non-denominational but perhaps spiritual officiant. And I was wondering if you or your guests have any thought-provoking questions, ideas or tips for selecting the right candidate. Side story, my friend Alicia, good name, her officiant was an old friend of the family. He got himself a bit plastered and kept screwing up her name. This is when I realize my master of ceremony, if you will, needs to be carefully vetted. Thank you so much for doing what you do. Looking forward to your next project. By the way, I'll tell you more about that in the future. Thank you, Sam. Okay, Sam, here's the thing. A couple of months ago, um, and I will find out the episode number, I did a show with a wonderful man called Josh Withers. Now, he's an Australian celebrant slash officiant slash registrar. They might call him a humanist here in the UK, which we have a bit of a laugh about because humanist sounds very, very proper. But it's basically, as as Sam said, a non-denominational person who can marry you. They're not affiliated with the church. They are people that uh, have the legal power power to marry you, but uh, aren't connected to any sort of religion. So when it comes to picking these people, one of the things that Josh and I both agree very firmly on is that you need to connect with them because they are the people that are making it for real. They're the ones that are getting you to sign that bit of paper. They're standing up the front with you declaring that you really love each other. By the way, that episode is number 29. It's called Celebrant Selection with Josh Withers. It is exactly about this topic. And one big thing in that episode that Josh and I really honed in on was how you go about sort of auditioning this person. A celebrant or a registrar or a minister, if you're going for the religious ceremony, uh, they should not be an afterthought. These are the people that actually make the whole day happen. That's why you're going along and and committing yourself to this wedding process is, we're assuming, to make it legit, to make it legal, to put it down on paper, to say that we're going to stay together and be together and hopefully make it work and have a good time. Do you see the tone that I'm using here? Because I'm not, I'm a realist in the sense that I come from a divorced family. I know lots of divorced people. Hopefully, we're not going to be part of that crew. But if we are, that's fine. Things don't go forever. Things happen, but hopefully at this period of your life, you're feeling pretty positive about your relationship. But, uh, you know, I always try and keep a level-headed opinion and a level-headed, clear middle ground when it comes to being realistic about relationships and where they come and go. So anyway, to get back to Josh and to get back to your question, Sam, I really find that meeting people, having a couple of people on your list from different areas and backgrounds 
when it comes to choosing a registrar or celebrant is really vital to sit down and have a chat with them. Because if you don't feel a good vibe when you get there, if you feel like they're not on the same wavelength as you, if you feel like they might be a bit naff or daggy, as we would say in Australia, people that aren't necessarily fitting the tone of what you want to do. Perhaps, you know, we had at our wedding, we had a wonderful friend of ours who is also a celebrant and a comedian, and she wrote the most heartfelt, humorous service for us that, well, we were very lucky because she knew us and that was it added an extra tone of personalization. But also, even if we didn't know Vanessa, you know, we I would have sat with her and gone, yes, you're absolutely the vibe we want to put out there. She was happy for us to put in our Seinfeld quotes and Woody Allen quotes in as readings. She didn't have a problem with us sort of removing things. We added a whole section in our uh, ceremony where, as I've said this on the podcast before, we, we acknowledged our gay friends because still in Australia, and I hope when you're listening to this, whenever that is, it's not the case anymore, but uh, same-sex marriage, marriages are not legally recognized in Australia, which sucks. And we just found it a massive disservice to our gay friends in uh, attendance and, and who weren't even at the wedding to say, well, you should have the right to be able to get married too. So if that sort of stuff's important to you, if personalization and making your wedding absolutely what you want it to be, you need to find a person that will stand up there and help you make it the best it can be, help you personalize it, help you write some really meaningful things. And if you aren't cool with writing your own stuff, you want to find someone that's able to come with a whole folder of fun and interesting readings and vows that they can help you with. So connection to me is a really important facet of finding that person. Now, like I have said before, if you are looking for a specific vendor and you have other vendors on the list, it's always great to ask them who they recommend. People, and this is a weird one, but if you think about wedding vendors, a lot of them, especially the vendors that stick around for the wedding, they get to see a lot of different people with a lot of different levels of success when it comes to weddings. And I've chatted to people Vendors, florists that have dropped things off, caterers who are around for the whole, you know, kit and caboodle. A lot of the times, if you spend a couple of minutes with them and engage them and ask their opinion, and whether that be ask them for a list of people that they know to be good and fun and interesting when it comes to, especially when it comes to finding a celebrant or people that you think are boring at least you can tick them off the list. At least you can get a bit of personal feedback. Because one one thing is when you are meeting them in person, you're not actually seeing them do the gig. So it it is it is one of those, dare I use the word, risks, I suppose, when it comes to choosing people that are going to participate in your wedding is that you don't often get to see them doing the gig. You don't get to stand and go along and pop along and watch someone else's wedding. However, you probably could. I don't know if that'd be creepy. You'd have to check in advance. But if you want to audition them, maybe that's the way to go. Also, you could ask to see video and also maybe, of course, read some of the texts that they would be including in a wedding service. It's important that you connect on a level of what you want out of the ceremony, what 
tone that you are after? Do they have a monotone voice? When you meet them, if they talk like this the whole time when they're speaking with you, they're probably going to be like that up the front of your wedding. I think we've all been to a wedding where the celebrant slash minister slash registrar has been boring as batshit and has really not made an effort when it comes to engaging the guests and getting people excited or emotional on the day. Whereas if you go to a wedding service that is hosted, dare I say, by someone that is engaging and interesting and vivacious and cares about what they're doing and shows it, it becomes a lot more powerful. I've been to weddings and bawled my eyes out because of the celebrant. I I mean, obviously, I've been emotionally connected to who's getting married, but the celebrant does such a great job at telling the story of the couple, telling them how they met and how important this day is to them. It really goes, oh, really hits you in the guts. But when someone's sort of monotone and shit at doing what they do, and I say that I was going to say I say that with respect. I don't because their own their one job is to marry people. And when you meet someone, again, listen to the episode with Josh, who clearly loves the hell out of their their gig, such as marrying people. I mean, it's a joyous thing. If you can't show some emotion when you're marrying someone and that's your job, then just move on. So when you're auditioning these people, if they've got a low-key vibe, and you think they aren't going to boost that up on the day, well, there's the door, Sonny. Show them the door. Also, a very good point you made, Sam, about your friend, Alicia, with the amazing name, having someone that uh, got on the source before the MC job. It is really important that people don't get smashed and host a wedding. It's like don't get in the car and drive when you're drunk and don't host a wedding or get up and do a speech when you're drunk because you think you're better than you are. Trust me, as I said in past episodes, I have done a lot of stand-up comedy in my life and I have never done stand-up with a drink in my hand because I don't trust what's going to come out of my own mouth as I don't do uh, the podcast with booze either. Completely sober. I do love a wine, but I don't need to do it in front of an audience and uh, make a dick out of myself. So when you are picking your MC as well, Sam, very good to think that you need to be very aware of choosing someone who can run the event, make sure it's all kosher and cool, but is not going to get tanked as well. It's a trust thing. It's a respect thing. Go with your gut. That's all I say. Thank you so much to Sam and Beverly for writing to me and uh, trusting me with your questions. If you have a question, visit savethedatepodcast.com. Rich says I always rush through saying that web address and I should own it more. So I'm going to savethedatepodcast.com. As I said, if you aren't a subscriber on iTunes, please do. And also, I really appreciate it if you have a moment to leave me an iTunes review and spread the word if you know someone that's getting married and they don't know about the Save the Date Wedding podcast and you think they might like it, please share. I very much appreciate it. You are my word of mouth. You are my helpful people when it comes to spreading the word about the Save the Date Wedding podcast. So I thank you in advance. Until Monday, I bid you happy wedding planning and happy days. Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.